This episode is sponsored by Cards Against Humanity. They asked us not to read an ad. Enjoy the show. It is the Chicagoverse Unlimited podcast, featuring interviews with the premier artists and industry in the Chicago music community. My name is Haima Black. I host this podcast at DynastyPodcast.com. This week, an interview with DJ Oreo, recorded prior to Doors at Oreo Fest. Here's how that sounds. I'm a black backstage, uh, kind of in the really cool subterranean green room of Talia Hall and Pilsen. I'm here with DJ Oreo, hours away from Doors for Oreo Fest. How are you doing, sir? I'm doing fine. I'm chilling, drinking my Shirley Temple. Life is <laughs> life is very calming right now. It's not going to be calm a couple hours from now. This is the it's the second Oreo Fest, right? Yes, yes. This is definitely the second Oreo Fest. So here's the thing, like you know, I want to kind of get into a lot of the. Thank you so much. I want to get into a lot of the background of what you're what you're doing and all this kind of stuff, but let's talk about Oreo Fest for a second. The fact that this is the second one is crazy to me because the hype and the excitement and the buildup around this is it feels to me really huge. Does it feel big to you? This one feels bigger than the last one because uh, it was we didn't it dev, it's just so much it's so much it's it's almost overwhelming. Because I'm not an artist, but it's weird for my mentions and my Twitter and my email. I mean, just to be coming up like, yo, we're trying to come to this. We're trying to do that. You look up the hashtag and the comments about it. It's everywhere I can see on Twitter, um, on in places that I can't see it. You know, you can't see the word of mouth. But when you're out there and you're passing out flyers, people actually know about it. And you're walking down the street, people are like, aren't you DJ Oreo? Or, you know, I'm, I'm kind of used to that because I'm always with Chance of Vic. So it's a tad bit overwhelming to actually be not with the guy that everybody wants to see, but the guy that everybody wants to see or facilitating the guys that everybody wants to see. So it's a little, it's, it feels good. Did you expect this when you started Oreo Fest? The first one, I believe, was earlier this year, right before South by Music mm-hmm. here in Chicago. Mm-hmm. Kind of what was your mindset when you first came up with this concept and first started it? I got tired of, like, concerts having dead parts and parties having a million people on stage and terrible DJs. And I just got sick of it. And I was like, you know, I like concerts. I like parties. I don't want to throw either or. I just want to do what I like, which is play music for thousands and thousands of people. So I came up with Oreo Fest. So let's talk a little bit about your background, you know, because I know that in a lot of people's minds, they know about your work with some of these other names in the Mm -hmm. city, but I don't think people know as much about you. So kind of how did music start for you? What's your background in that? Music started for me, Fifth City, Jackson and Homes, West Side of Chicago. I snuck to this club called Fifth City and discovered Footworking and got close to it after footworking for so long. I wanted to make music and I met up with some good friends of mine, DJ Spin, DJ Rashad May, rest in peace. And um, I started making my own type of music, not own type. I just start making footwork music, which is known as juke music or you know, house music to some. Got out with them. Um, I made music for like two or three years in like 2005. Uh, about 2005, 2006, I started DJing at the club Fifth City, and then I didn't want to do just footwork music anymore, so I decided to do all types of music. So uh, after I did that, after I did, uh, after I made that decision, I started copying like radio DJs and 
started DJing and it just kind of all happened. Um, it was this thing that I was doing on the west side and uh, I kind of was throwing these things called the war zone and uh, that grew and then there were like hundreds of kids every Sunday doing all both footwork battles and um, dance battles. So then after that I got on, I met up with Chance after working with Alex Wiley and Kim Bay X and uh, Kells and I met up with Chance and I went on the road with Chance and three years later here we are now. And you know what, man? To hear you tell it, it really sounds like this started about a decade ago, give or take, maybe maybe a little longer, and it's grown bit by bit by bit, mm-hmm. right? It's not like you just showed up this year and started throwing parties. Like, you have a background in this. I definitely have a background when it comes to... I have a background and a great reputation when it comes to DJing. Everywhere I've been, I've always been known for not playing no games on the ones and twos of, of, of wax. Now, when you first linked up with, you know, talent like Chance and Vic, of course, who were having this huge, huge moment, very well-deserved, you know, when you first linked up with them, they weren't at the level that they're at now, right? Um, no, 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 no. They've both grown tremendously in the past two and a half years. Both. I've been there on both journeys, literally. Um, I've been on both journeys, and I've been blessed to see the uprising of both of their careers, birth, both from the public aspect and actually being a part of the team. What has it been like for you to not only see you know these peers and colleagues of yours blow up, but then also really develop your own trajectory, not just alongside them, but then independently as well, and see that come up as well? It's exciting because we all... We all started out at a certain point with a certain dream, and we've all always supported each other, and it's a feeling of satisfaction, really, because uh, we all know where we came from. We all know where we wanted to go, and we all were never afraid to do what it is that we set out to do, so it feels good. So tonight is Oreo Fest. It's the second one, which is kind of crazy to me. I didn't realize that this is only the second one because the hype and the excitement level around it really feels like it's been going maybe two or three years. But you have this amazing lineup. King Louie, you know, Save Money, which is, I would imagine, a lot of people that could be. Uh, Katie Got Bands, Heard Everybody, Logan 1636, Young Stacks, Hood Geeks. Uh, how did this come together? Were these all people you handpicked? Or kind of tell us how, about how this event came. Everybody's handpicked. Everybody's spoken to personally. Everyone knows what there is, and I actually have a relationship with everybody that's on there. So it's really just say, like, hey, put the hand out, like, yo, do you want to do Oreo Fest? Or, you know, they ask me, like, yo, I'm trying to get on Oreo Fest. And we just piece it together, which, which way it benefits everyone, everyone involved. Why do you think this event caught on the way that it has? Because it's not quite a concert, it's not quite a party, it's something in between, but people are just so, so, so hyped about it. I think it caught on because there's nothing like it. And the way that I sold it, the way that I the, the way that I marketed it, the way that I put it out to everyone, the way that I let it know that this is not what you think it is. Don't it is not this, it is not this, it is this. I told it, I told people exactly what it was and it was like nothing they had ever been to before. And that's what I wanted to create. So it was just like then you put the line like once you see it see the promotion, then you actually see me, the way that it's promoted, you watch the videos, you see the flyers, you know who I am, you're trying to figure out what I'm doing, and I drop a date, and I drop ticket sales, and I keep promoting, you're like, okay, well, I'm going to go just because I already know what's going on, then I drop a lineup, and it's like, oh, damn, like, all these people going to be here, like, okay, so is this a concert, is this a party? No, it's Oreo Fest, so, and then you get there, and that's really it. 
Man, your phone is like blowing up. I'm not going to keep you much longer because I know it's it's the big day and like the whole interview, man. It's just like your phone is nonstop. It um, is but where do you think things go from here? You know, you got this brand, you got this name, you got this event, and people are so excited about all of it. What happens next? Does it stay in Chicago? Does it go beyond Chicago? What happens? The future. <laughs> I have. I cannot physically, tangibly, like contain Oreo Fest. I can't I can't contain it. It's as long as I keep pushing it, as long as I keep doing it, throwing these shows, um, throwing these events, these experiences, it will never stop growing because it is the first of its kind. Yeah. It's I like to believe that it's the holy mecca of good ass time. Good ass time, man. I like it. Um, DJ Oreo doing awesome things in Chicago, man. I, people are really, really responding to it, and it's really exciting to see. And I, I know the lineup tonight is going to be huge. Uh, thank you so much, man, for taking some time to talk about this beforehand. No problem, man. Thank you. This has been the Chicagoverse Unlimited podcast. Thanks to DJ Oreo for being on the show this week. You can find more Dynasty podcasts at DynastyPodcast.com. For the Dynamic Dynasty, my name is Haima Black. Dynasty Descend.